0: Hey guys, welcome to the Lanes Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be doing a preview of the NBA, our Ward races, and also our finals preview. So let's get into it. Hey guys, we're back into the studio. So before we get into it, Lock brother, what's going on? What's cracking?
1: Not much, mate. How's life,
0: mate? Life is good. Can't complain. NBA's back.
1: Everything's starting to get back to normal. In... Times, yeah. basketball's back. Norm- normality.
0: Normality's starting to get back. I mean, we live in Australia. We're pretty lucky. Our COVID cases aren't too bad. But yeah, no, it's starting to get back to normal. Uh, I really, I'm just really excited for the NBA to get back. Honestly, like it's good to see all these rookies come play. And all the vets moving free agency, but you know what? We'll, we'll get into that straight away. So, we're going to do a little preview of the NBA. So, we'll talk about a minute or two on a couple of teams. We'll talk a bit longer for teams that are more interesting, but let's get into it. So, we're going to get into our NBA. We're going to do the East, sorry. The East. We'll talk first team. We'll talk is on the Atlantic. The Atlantic. So, the five teams in the Atlantic are Brooklyn, Boston, the Knicks, Toronto, Philly. We'll talk about Toronto first. The additions they had. Aaron Baines, Alex Len, they had Malcolm is it Denbury or Dombry? Dombry. Dembry. From the from the Hawks. Yep. The deletions they had, or the, the players they lost, sorry. They had Serge Barker, Mark Sol. They had
1: Stanley Johnson. Stanley
0: Johnson. Uh, Rich Hollis Jefferson. Hollis Jefferson. For me, they they didn't get super worse because I think that Serge and Mark, the time's not done, but they're more suited now to be bench players and, you know, impact minutes, not as a you know, what I say that, you know, Kyle Lowry can still be a starter and produce big minutes. Now they're they're more into the back end of their careers. I think especially for Mark. I mean Serge can still play probably high level, but you know, they're back onto their back end of the careers. So I think they've got some good little bigs. I think they got Chris Boucher, they just re-signed him. He can be a player I think that can be, you know, stepping into that role. You know, he can be a good little role player for them. They have Pascal. Pascal does need to take a step up, but they did lose Mark Sol. It'll be interesting to see Aaron Baines if he starts or if they start Alex Len. I would start Baines, but in saying that, if you start Baines, then he would he does give you good. Uh, he does also give you good, good production off the bench. He gives you an impact. Who would you start if you're starting Alex Len or Aaron Baines?
1: Um, I actually think they, they might even lose Chris Broughe. Got to can't forget about him. Yes. He arguably is the young up-and-coming centre that... Well, you think been... about it, he's not even that young. How old do you reckon he is? I think he's 25, 26? He's 27. 27. And
0: five. did you know, fun fact, he played for the Warriors and got a chip with them? I didn't know that until today. Yeah. Well, I actually I, looked I, it up. I
1: mean, I only know because I've, I've been playing some 2K and... Yeah, I, I didn't... Re- some old I, I never
0: realised he played for the Warriors. But yeah, go on.
1: Yeah, no, I think he'll... I think He will cut. Like, he had a really good season last year coming off the bench and you backing know. up Serge and Marcus Gasol when they did... And his length is uh, superior to other centers in the league. He's awfully long. And I think they I think they can really use him and utilize him out there on the floor. And I, I think they actually might start him in a couple of games. And I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of the season, he becomes the starting center. I know they've got vets like Aaron Baines and Alex Landon. They were good pickups. Yeah, no. And like you said, they're going to give you production off the bench. But I think they're better off the bench than they would be starting. If I was to choose, I would probably choose Aaron Baines yep. as I think the production and the efficiency and with the added three-point shot that he's added this year with the Phoenix Suns. He
0: kind of played like Stephen Adams, but once he added that three-point shot, it kind of really made him a much better yeah. player.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think it's also just... going to be interesting to see, but no, it's definitely... I think it's definitely... Aaron Banks would be my choice for the starting centre. Um, yep. As we saw the consistency last year, that was key. But, um, you yeah, know, I think it's... They've got three good centers be interesting to see how they rotate. I think Alex Lennon out of all three, would be the one to fall out of rotation.
0: Well, you could even play Chris Boucher at the four. You know, you could play him at a backup four because they did lose one day Hollis Jefferson, you know, so they lost a couple of players. But I still think that all all four of them, including Pascal, could all play could play pivotal minutes, you know, because I think if Alex lands on, you keep him on and he, he plays. But, you know, I could see them to be a team on the trade deadline that could be buyers. You know, some players might fall, fall back into you know trade trade targets. So I could see them to be buyers to try to push them up into, you know, maybe a contender level. Because for me, they're kind of in that middle seat. I think they're going to be a they can go from fifth to eighth. I reckon. You know, so. You yeah, know,
1: I don't I don't see them as anything special this year. I mean, with the loss of Gasol and their vets, I think it doesn't give them the push to be in that top five. No. I think they can float anywhere, between, like you're correct, float anywhere between that fifth and eighth seed. It's it really going to depend on the consistency of Pascal. Yes. We know that Kyle is a proven vet. He's going to turn up every night and he's going to give you your numbers about 18 and 8 a game. But it really is going to depend whether Pascal can step out of the shell and become what the Raptors sign, signed him to that max contract to be that franchise well, technically, yes, yeah. that franchise player.
0: No, he definitely is, you know, and. They, they also did re-sign Fred VanVleet, which is a good sign, I think. You know, they gave him four years, 20, four years 84. But the thing is, with his his contract, actually, it actually, he'll get paid, I think, twenty twenty one this year, and then it drops next year, because all these free agents are going to be free agents. Here. So they're looking, you know, they'll be a destination, I think, for Giannis. They'll, he'll have a, definitely have a look at him, you know, and they'll, they'll throw a pitch at him, because I know Masai had a, you know, a big interest in him, even when he was getting drafted. You know, did you see that clip of Masai... Trying yeah. to yeah they were was trying to trade for him I'll actually like that a lot so maybe that could be a position you know he goes to the Raptors they've already had they've already won with a they've already won with basically that kind of core or the players that they play with they did lose Surgeon Mark but you know you can go pick up players you know they could be those positions so he could be a destination but yeah no I I I do think Toronto will still be a tough team and they'll be they'll be a, they'll be a good team to watch because you know for, with Fred VanVleet he'll he'll probably be the starting two. I'm assuming, Yeah. You know, they'll play. Well, yeah, they OG at the he's three. He's just a
1: scoring. He's a scoring guard. He's kind of like he, it, he can run the point. Yeah, you can. He can run the point, is, but he's a combo. off, you know, starting and, and coming off that bench. Yeah, the, uh, really, whatever, whatever. And making, we, that making that impact, but he just, yeah, he's not a true point guard. He's just a scoring combo that just goes out and gives you absolute buckets too. Well,
0: he'll definitely finish the game, so I think that's all he's worried about. Also, too he looks yeah. like Drake. Looks like Drake. Looks like, you know who he plays like, and he also looks like plays a bit like Darren Williams. Yeah. You know, kind of that like combo guard that's not super big, but just finds a way to get get it done. So I, I, I actually don't mind watching Toronto. I really like watching them. They have a good little YouTube series, you know, that's really good to watch. They do like a documentary of their seasons. It's really good and interesting to watch. But, you know, that's, our, that's going to be our Toronto thing. What do you think they'll come? Because uh, we said fifth to eighth. You I'll, say, to they, put I'll say they'll come sixth. Six? Yeah, I can say that. I can definitely say six, maybe even a seven, just depending on what's going to happen with... Yeah, a couple of teams there, but yeah, they'll definitely be in the playoffs. Definitely in the playoffs. We'll talk about our next team in the Atlantic. This will probably be a quick one. Uh, the Knicks. They drafted Toppen. I mean, they did that. They didn't really sign anyone great. They signed Alec Burks, Austin Rivers. They signed Michael Kidd-Gilchrist. They can't sign veterans, really.
1: Yeah, well, I was glad they. I was glad they waived well, signing. Everyone was, you know, perplexed when they did sign. Obi Toppin in the, they drafted, drafted Obi yeah. Top, Toppin and they didn't take Tyrese Halliburton and yeah, well, it was a bit did, of a shock but they do have a lot of point guards they still. they still have a, it, regardless the Knicks have almost been like a graveyard team where there's been a lot of rookies and there are still a lot of young guys that have been almost shafted to the Knicks yeah. almost and they're just sort of trying to rejuvenate their careers you've got Dennis Smith Jr. who I think is still a sleeper this year not in any award races but just to be an improved player I think he's got a lot of potential with the athleticism. He just needs his attitude and his um, his outside shot needs to become more consistent. There's, there's got to
0: be a reason why he's not playing well because he's got all the skills and potential and all the tools to be a great player He'd in this think, league.
1: Exactly, but then Alfred Payton's playing more minutes than him, and Frank. Nurkina. Yeah, that, that, that makes no sense. But look, they did draft Toppin, and and but then they had a, a you know a,
0: still got a, Julius Randall there,
1: a, a stockpile of power forwards, and I'm glad they got rid of Taj Gibson. I'm glad they got rid of. Um, who was it? Bobby Portis as well. I yeah, think Portis. that was good moves getting rid of them because Toppin needs to play. Yeah, exactly. They, what they did was they, they took the best available. Yeah, I think, uh, well, I, I think in their eyes they took the best yeah. available. Uh, look, I still think to, at that point Toppin was the best available. I watched him and I watched his highlights this year. He's got he's almost like an Aaron Gordon but better coming into the league. I reckon he's he's coming in with the athleticism of Aaron Gordon, but he's coming with a jump shot that Aaron Gordon never had. So yeah, it...
0: I, see, I see. I see what you're saying there, but I think Aaron Gordon's never going to fulfil his potential because no, but... he's super athletic. But really, what else does he do on the floor?
1: No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is this guy's coming into the league. Yeah, with he's got he's already, got the jump shot, but those already. If he comes into the league and and, and adds that defensive side of things, I think he'd be one of the, a really really good power forward in this league.
0: Well, only time will tell that. I mean, I still think that they've got to you know they've got to ship a lot of these point guard. like. They got to get Neil Kinnear out of there. They got to get Payton out of there. They got to give Dennis Smith the reins if they're going to get it that happening. They've also just got to get rid of all these players. I think they're doing like signing Rivers, signing. No well All these, on. all these, you know. Veterans. I also
1: think, like you said, talk about giving the reins to Dennis Smith. I think they they need to finally give the reins to Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, he's their Stop best
0: signing centers. He's their best player by far, and he's going to be a great player because you got to think about it. He's 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 long lanky, athletic, doesn't really score the ball well, but doesn't need the ball in his hands. He's an
1: exceptional shot blocker with he's, his length. He's
0: kind of like DeAndre Ayton, but he's a bit he's a bit faster than DeAndre. So I think, look, he's not going to be a best player on a championship team. No one's saying that, but he's a great player and a young player that you, you need to invest in. Because maybe if you get him an offensive game, he could turn into an all-star centre because there's not many centres in the league, or especially in the East, that are, you know, the best, you know, the best one's probably Joel Embiid, and after that, senators wise, you know, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. But no,
1: I mean the 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 league's looking the league's going to be crazy with centers, I believe, yeah. in the next coming years. Soon, soon. Uh, give it two or three years, you're going to have it's going to be a centers league again almost. I think, you know, by then, hopefully, Cat's taken the steps in the way where he should be to be one of the best centers. In the league. He's got all the potential to do it. He's def- his defensive game needs to, to step up. And like you said before, you talk about DeAndre Ayton. And we're talking about all these young players and Mitchell Robinson comes into this conversation he as a he Rudy bear like player with the exceptional length that he has. I think someone said he, he measures up at like a nine foot six wingspan. Yeah, his wingspan. Something is nuts. ridiculous.
0: Like he can basically dunk without jumping.
1: Yeah, it's look, it's pretty ridiculous. But like you said, like I reckon give it two or three years and there'll be a lot of these young centers who are gonna be dominating league. I think even James Wiseman's got the potential. Yeah, James Wiseman. He's got has the potential, lot of potential to be a bust as well, but he also has the physical attributes to be one of the best centers in the league. Yeah, and eventually. even
0: even if he's not an all star, caliber player, you know, you look at Hassan Whiteside; he could probably be what Hassan Whiteside is. You know? Well, yeah.
1: Well, he, look, he's just got to do what Aiton's got to do this year with Chris Paul. Yeah, exactly. He's got to do the same thing with Steph Curry.
0: Yeah, exactly right. But that's really our next. Where do you see them falling?
1: Uh look, I'll I'll, I'll take a flyer and say thirteenth pick, thirteenth um in the where, East.
0: Thirteenth in the yes, East. It's not as bad. Well, what well, they should do, they should trade all their, young, all their old players, just go super young for two, three years, and then you'd surely be able to get one decent pick. Yeah, well, you'd hope know. so. You'd hope so. But that's our next preview. We'll talk about the Philadelphia 76ers, one of the teams that had the most, most basically like a, uh, oh, I forgot the word we are saying, but yeah, but they've had a lot of uh, rotations, you know, in their yeah. leagues, they've had a lot of additional been- deletions. Oh, oh.
1: Their roster has been revamped. as I, Absolutely. I, that, that's the word I would use.
0: Absolutely. So their additions, they have Seth Curry. They have Tyrese Maxey from the draft.
1: Really rate him, by the way, guys.
0: Yeah, good young player. Who else they got? So
1: they got Danny Green. Danny Green, sorry. Uh, In an excellent trade where OKC okay, so got shafted and, and got Al Horford. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, they picked up Vincent Poirier from the Celtics. Yep. Good center. Not bad. They picked up Tony Bradley. Another, jazz. another yep. jazz center, but he actually adds the three ball there, so he's yep. a, he's a good looking guy there. Uh, they also picked up, so they traded. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm getting. So they got Seth Curry for yep. Josh Richardson, which was a good. It's, I, it's I good think trade. It was, it's basically a pretty good trade for both it was, teams. Both teams needed. It was just a, a easy swap, I'd say. Yeah. Um. They obviously got the new coaching staff in Sam Cassell and oh, sorry, Doc Rivers and yeah, and Doc Cassell. And also I, got
0: Daryl Darryl Morey.
1: Yep, Daryl Morey, so which that's a, big, is a that's, massive
0: pickup. That's a big addition because, massive you, piece. because now they've got Doc Rivers. If he can work with Daryl Morey and Elton Brand, he can kind of build the team that he wants. And I think this team's going to be... and
1: Sorry, kick on. Yeah, I think
0: this team's gonna be, so, uh, going yeah, to be much better than what they were last yeah, year. Yeah,
1: well, we we talked about it last year. We were a bit skeptical on how it was going to work. They definitely, we thought... We were a bit shocked with the signing. We thought, oh, this could either work or it's not going to work at all. No, it definitely didn't and it without our Al Horford signing. And, and we figured out that when actually funny enough that when Embiid was off the floor Simmons played well yeah. when Embiid was on the floor and Simmons was off they played however 2 years ago what basically downmore you know what we are thinking Morey is thinking was 2 years ago when they had er- Ersonelli so they, they picked Bellinelli, up all these players off they picked the up off the, the waivers, uh, trade deadlines and waivers and what were they, they were all shooters
0: all shooters that just helped and
1: when they picked them off you saw the efficiency of the combination of Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid was like plus 15 yeah. that was that was the highest it's been for a while.
0: Because even Joel, sometimes he can stretch the floor at times. Yeah, yeah he definitely he's he's not. You kind of have to you have to put your hand up when he's shooting threes because now he you now nearly, nearly every center can shoot threes or has to be able or to has to be able, to, to, be able to try to shoot them. So he does base the floor a bit, but mate, I think the potential they have is it's it's really good. I think they're better off with this team than they were last year, and even with Jimmy Butler because. This could be, you know, people be like, what do you mean, Jimmy Butler making better? But Jimmy's not a, as you say, shooter. With Ben Simmons, he just needs shooters around him and, yep. and they will fly. We've Especially, seen
1: the same thing, look. We've seen we've the same seen build it happen. With, we've seen it happen. With, with LeBron. Yeah. And I, we've also and seen the same thing with Giannis. He's a baby LeBron. When you put, you know, baby LeBron, we've seen that, but the, the Bucks tried to implement that same um, game plan, system. as in system, as in having shooters around Giannis. And you know what? It worked. It Unfortunately, it didn't, get, it didn't get all the way in because they don't it, have that second star. No, nah, they don't. Now, that's where Philly come in, where... They definitely have they two stars. Definitely have and two they stars. have two
0: And then they have a, I would say, a third star. Third star. Because a third people, underrated star. People forget this. Tobias Harris's best years was, was at the Clippers under Doc Rivers. So he knows how to utilize it and maximize his potential.
1: And I think there's uh, one person actually we were talking about before that tra- we actually started uh, recording this podcast. Uh, and I did a fantasy draft and I took him as one of my, my last picks. Was uh, And Doc Rivers came out in the media and spoke about him saying... He reminds him a lot about Lou Williams mm. and, and the ability to score the ball was there. And actually, funny enough, last year, so Shake Milton we're talking about, came out and played 37 points against the Clippers last year in LA and just absolutely shot the crap out of the ball, lights out. I think had like seven threes on the game. He was absolutely on fire. And I think he could be a little you know piece to watch this year because they've got the pieces. They've, they've got good – and they've, you know what? The best thing I think they did this year was they got insurance for Joel Embiid. No, they definitely did. Dwight Howard. Signing of Dwight Howard. That was the one we forgot. Yeah. The one signing that we forgot was the insurance of Joel Embiid when he's off the floor. Give give Ben Simmons a running, jumping center.
0: I think that they'll play better when Dwight Howard's on the floor compared to Joel. Yeah.
1: Well, I think together, I think the efficiency with Ben Simmons and Howard will be more efficient than Embiid and Simmons. However... I do love what Morey's been able to do with the uh, roster. Yeah, no, it's and been the really nice. And I think, I think we're talking a lot more positive about the six, Sixers yeah. this year than being sceptical last year and saying, okay, yeah, they could make the top three, but they could also be top four, top five. You know, this year I'm thinking they're looking at the top three, the top yeah, four. Yeah,
0: they are looking good. I, I I, would say that they are better than Milwaukee. I, like, I'm not a big Milwaukee fan, but I'd say they're better than them. You know, I would say the only couple of teams that are, they're not better than right now. Would be the Nets. I'd say the Heat. I I do like the Heat. I think the Heat have two stars there, and they have much. They have a much better culture and environment. So yeah, I still feel that they they're a pretty good team.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be fun to watch. I I've always liked Philly since Ben Simmons got drafted, but um, it's definitely. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm excited to finally watch them play and hopefully. It's the same or similar way they played two years ago. So, um, it's definitely good stuff for Philly. Good, yeah, it's, good it's, off-season.
0: It's a bright-looking bright team for Philadelphia. I'll give them right
1: an, an, an A, A-minus yeah, a for, for, for a, the off-season.
0: Yeah, I'd give them an A, A-minus. Where do you think they'll go? Third? You reckon Look, third?
1: Look, I'm pretty confident. pretty confident. I mean, again, we can't we can't always get these things right, but I'll go out there and I'll say they're going to be your third seed this year.
0: Third seed, so... You're, Who's the two teams? Actually, no, we'll we'll leave that. Leave that later. Okay, all right. That's how Philadelphia All right, we'll move on to the team that made the conference finals last year. That's not named the Miami Heat, which is the Boston Celtics. They they had a bit of a different off-season. You know, I wouldn't say they had the greatest. I wouldn't say they had the worst. I think they actually did addition by deletion, and that will make more sense when we talk about it. So their additions was Tristan Thompson, Jeff Teague, did they they added they added I don't know who else they added in the draft I can't remember their name but their deletions were Gordon Haywood and Cantor they for me they when I say addition by deletion now you're giving Jalen Brown you're giving Jason Tatum you're giving Marcus Smart you're giving Kevin Walker more opportunity with the basketball more opportunity to run because Gordon Haywood even though he hasn't been his normal self he's still a good player I still think Charlotte paid massive overs to get him there, but he's still a good player. But him being there, it kind of hindered their performance, you know. And when they were playing without him with Toronto, they played probably, off for better basketball. So I think not having him's a bit of a help. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, they lost him. This isn't good for Boston. I don't mind it. I actually don't mind it at all. Losing his cancer is not too bad for me. I mean, he didn't play super great. I think he'll be better at Portland anyway, but. You know, getting Tristan Thompson—that's a good signing. That's a really good signing.
1: Yeah, look, no, they—they've been needing a rebounding center for ages, and I think it was good to get Tristan out of the out of the Cleveland the dark and out hole of that, that is the Cavs. Yeah, yeah, out of that dark hole, and I think they're on, they're on the the way up, and I think they've definitely got some. They've got lots of potential. I think they've ensured their backup point guard, especially when camerabers out for a little bit now just yeah, Jeff,
0: T, Jeff is a really good player. Still. And
1: he's still I think he's you know he's better off on a championship team than he is on a team that's rebuilding like the Hawks or anything like that I think he's better off with a team like that than being on a team where he's you know he might get minutes here and there but he's just more there to be a veteran and and help out but I think he's really really going to be you know effective for the Celtics this year um they did a great job I thought they yeah, I, I, like what I they thought did. you know I'll give them a b plus I wouldn't say it wasn't anything crazy but you know what They were smart.
0: Yeah, I think they were smart. And, you know, they got rid of a lot of Cap and Gordon Hayward. They have, like, the biggest trade section in the history of the NBA, like 27 mil. So they might be able to use that and go get another decent player. But I really like what they did. They didn't do heaps of moves, but I think the moves they did were pretty economical. The last team we'll talk about in the Atlantic, which is probably going to be one of the teams that should be talked more often about, but they haven't really been talked about, which is the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, they... They added two players last year that's going to be added into their team this year, really, in Kyrie and KD. Kyrie played a bit last year, but he was a bit in and out, and he wasn't super healthy. But having those two in, they also have added Landry Shamet. You know, I think for them, they haven't really added anyone else off top. They added Jeff Green. Added Jeff. Yes, Green. they
1: added Jeff Green.
0: They added Jeff Green, but they haven't really added heaps. They didn't really lose a lot of players in that sense. No, there,
1: there was a lot of players under contract.
0: They re-signed. They also re-signed Joe their, Harris.
1: Their biggest... Yeah, obviously Joe Harris. Their pickup in a trade via draft night was uh, Landry Shaman, as Shaman. we talked about. I think he be really, uh, he'll be really effective. That ate my words there. Yeah. However, I think, yeah, he, he's obviously got to find the rotation as he plays a similar role to what Joe Harris will. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, lights out shooter though. We've we've seen him grow yeah. as, as a shooter over, and we just he needs to probably add that bit more to his offensive game. It's probably the same as Joe Harris, but yeah, they those two are lights out shooters. I think they were smart. Everyone's under contract. There's a lot of trade rumors with the Harden, the Harden bullshit that's going on at, at the moment, and we don't know where he's going to be and where he's playing. I don't for. think he'll go to Brooklyn. No way. I don't think. Look, I think he's probably going to go somewhere. The only team that I could see him offering a package would be Miami, but I just don't know if they're yeah, they're ready. Because
0: they've gone out saying they want to get an all-star caliber player for him back, and I don't think Philly right now want to move what they want to move because I don't think I don't think they really need to move and touch that. But that's just my opinion. But yeah, no, I think they got to get talked about more. I think that they, they looked good in the in the preseason, so you know that that does you know that to tell for anything. But you know, I really do think they're looking good.
1: Yeah, I think their biggest signing was Steve Nash. they I think it's. Really good, but you know what? Not just Steve Nash, but having the fact that Steve Nash, Mike D'Antoni, Alvin Gentry wasn't no
0: Alvin Gentry's at the Kings. Kings,
1: sorry, um, Jack Vaughan, the guy that Shock was head coaching Vaughan. before interim head coach. He he's coming in, and I think he's gonna have a lot of a good backup crew behind him. And Steve, I, I really think that the concepts that Steve and the beliefs that he teaches, we we saw a little bit of it as a player, you know, development at it. Uh, the Warriors with Kevin Durant, but I think it's going to be really interesting to see how he manages those two players because we talked before that you know Kyrie and KD aren't the most liked players in the league.
0: No, no, no. I don't think they're high, mm, high character people. Maybe is that a word?
1: No, you're correct. I think, I think yeah, they're not. I mean, we've we've seen it now. The, you know, Kyrie's on his media blackout. Yeah, he's, he's been an idiot, man. But it, look, he's he's quirky. Kyrie's quirky. Yeah. Since he's left Cleveland. He's become... His personality's grown.
0: Yeah, he's definitely become a bit of... of, I, I, I... I do this, I do that, I do this, I do that. He's still a great player. still probably one of the best players. One of the best point guards we have in the league When went on, you know. So, for me, they just got to realise that you can't win a game two on five. You're going to have to have more players and you're going to have to buy in. I still think they're going to make... You know, they'll be pretty... They'll be pretty good. You know, I still think they'll be really, really good. But, you know, I just... Don't think they didn't really. They didn't really need to add a lot of players in because they're adding back KD and Kyrie. So you add that to a team that came seventh, that kind of overachieved a bit. You know they're going to be a great team to watch. Now we'll get into our central, our East Central. We'll go into Chicago. Chicago didn't really have a heap of additions. The one they really had was Patrick Williams in the draft. Very much a Ka- a Kawhi kind of clone.
1: Yeah, like there's always been players coming out of college who of being had that tag, the Kawhi clone. And we're
0: not saying he's going to be the next Kawhi or a Kawhi, but that's kind of how he plays it a bit.
1: No, definitely. He's a three and D guy. Um, Three and D. He's got the, he's got the shot. um, But yeah, he's definitely got the defensive aspect of his game is, is the, his biggest strength. However, there was a lot of skepticism with him because he came off the bench in college. Yes, he did. So it'll be interesting to be just to see how it, how it happens. And, and, He's definitely going to get minutes. He's just sitting behind a lot of players at the Bulls at the moment. Players like Otto Porter Jr. where he does play that three role and Patrick Williams plays a three, but even if you push him to a two...
0: I don't mind them saying them ship off Otto Porter because he's only on an expiring contract. No,
1: exactly. Look, it's either that you ship him off to a better team, but yeah, look, there are some interesting things with the Bulls. They've Kobe White... Who's got a we? I hope he takes a big step up. He's got lots I of potential. I think he will.
0: I actually really do think he will.
1: He's a he's a good player to watch. He's got heck of heck of a kid. Like his his speed is pretty good for a point guard. I mean, but yeah, there's just a, for me, there's not a lot of playing time there for Patrick Williams in terms of he's sitting behind, like we said, Otto Porter Jr. He can't really, and he's also going to sit behind Zach Levine. Like, they're guys that. Yeah.
0: What do you What are you What are you really going to do with this Patrick Williams unless you punt off Otto Porter or? Otto Porter. What are you really going to do with him? I don't really know. I I have no idea. I think that they didn't really delete. They didn't. I mean, they didn't really have a lot of players that left them off the top of my head. I can't really think of anyone that really no
1: left. no no one no one really left them. Noah Vanley got waived. Yeah, um, but that's that was as of recent. But no one's really left them. I think it's just more in terms of the fact that they haven't gotten better, but they haven't got any worse. Yeah, exactly. I think they'll be for me they sit to like an 11th, maybe 12th seed.
0: Yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, they could maybe, if they get that 10th seed, they could do the buy-in. Yeah, they could push in for the, the play-in tournament. But I don't really see a lot of them, a, lot, a lot of stuff going on with them. We'll move on to Indiana. Indiana, uh, Indiana. Same kind of same thing with Chicago. They didn't really have a lot of additions, no, deletions. Yeah,
1: I think, look, I'll, like you can't really give them a bad grade for their no, off-season because they didn't do anything crazy, but at the same time, they didn't do anything bad like they kind
0: they, of they kind of lost out on Gordon Hayward, but you know I don't I don't know how that would have really fitted for them
1: I think because they have T.J. Warren, TJ Warren and, Warren and they there. have Oladipo no you're not wrong with TJ Warren there, I think it's he, he came out last year to prove that he is worth more than just cash Yeah,
0: he played really good in the bubble I mean he kind of fizzled out at the end but you know he played really good in the bubble and I
1: think we're only going to be seeing the best oh sorry a better Oladipo this season yeah. because he was just coming off injury.
0: Well, time heals all wounds, you know. So I think he'll still be a great player. You know, before before he got injured, he was an all-star, two-time all-star, and, you know, really fighting for that, you know, all-NBA team. You know, he was kind of keeping Indiana in the relevance, and they also got Sabonis, who, who was an all-star this year for him. He played really good, and I think that they can, you know, they'll still be competitive. I don't know how competitive they will be, you know, because the East has gotten better, and they haven't really gotten better or worse. But I think they're a team that's going to be in that... That five to eight seed or the four yeah, six. they'll, I, four they'll be eight.
1: Like a, they'll be like the Raptors to me. I think they'll float. They'll definitely for me. They'll definitely make the playoffs because I think their roster is good enough. Yeah, they good to roster. get there. I think there's, they sit between that five and eight seed again. We just just depends on how the consistency of what uh, all the depot is and yeah. if again the consistency of TJ Warren if he can back up the season he had. And he can take it to that same level, and then Sabonis coming out again and being being an all star. So yeah, I think health
0: health is health is the main thing. For yeah, that.
1: well, them yeah, health is definitely the main thing. I think it's important that yeah they get their team chemistry. I think Oladipo hasn't played enough with with TJ Warren and and vice versa. So I think it's I think for them is health is key and playing time and more chemistry they get the better.
0: Absolutely. We'll move on to our third team in the in the central, which is the Cavs Cleveland. Kinda of the same thing with Chicago. It's it's actually funny, a lot of these central teams are very similar. Not a lot. They they added a, a coro from the draft. You know, he played a couple he played a pretty good preseason game with that game winning layup. He played well. I mean that kind of looked you know, that is one game and it's preseason, but that's a good sign for the Cavs because they haven't really had anyone anyone good come through there in a long time. You know, they have they've had Garland and Sexton but you know they haven't done heaps. But for me, they didn't really add a heap of players. They lost Tristan Thompson. I still think that Kevin Love's going to get traded from there. You know, I would like to see him get traded. wouldn't mind him going to contender. I could see him going to the Bucks. Yeah, it could I be. I see could him be going be to the Bucks. Bucks. honestly. You know, he can just push Giannis to a three and then put Chris Middleton at a two. You know, but it's going to be hard for him to get out of there. You know, I don't think that they've done anything great or they have done anything worse. So, I would really think that they're going to be you know, they're still going to be a bad team. I don't think that yeah, they're going no, to take look, I think, super.
1: I think they sit in the fourteenth, 13 to 15 seed.
0: But the thing, the thing is, you look at them, they're starting five. It'd be Colin Sexton at the one. They're two. I don't, I'd put Darius Garland. I'd just yeah, go small.
1: They want to play Darius Garland.
0: And then you put Okoro, Kevin Love, Drummond. It's not a bad starting five. You know, people forget Andre Drummond is still there. You know, yeah. Andre Drummond was an all-star back a couple of years ago. Yeah. He's a good little player. He's a good player. So, you know, their roster isn't terrible, but they just they don't have any direction with this roster. No, like do the... they want to make the playoffs or do they want to tank? What do they really want to do? Yeah,
1: look, I think at the moment it's just, they've just got a stack of draft picks. And yeah. I think they're going to end up like the bloody New York Knicks if they don't yeah. they're actually going to end put up a proper fast. plan. Because what happens is the Knicks draft these players like a Frank Neal Aquino. And they're just sitting and sitting until their rookie contract expires. And I think that the biggest thing with you know Colin Sexton, and we hope that he does take that jump this year, he's got a lot of potential yeah. to be a really good player. Yeah. But then you've got players like Isaac Okora, who they just drafted, not, not going to blow the Richter scales off.
0: No, he's definitely not.
1: Right? But then you've got Darius Garland, who was touted to be, you know, one of the better shooters in the draft and a, a sleeper pick last draft. Yeah. You've got all these players... When you add it all together, and you're like, yeah, they've got, If they don't put the, put some brakes on, they're gonna be looking like the the New York Knicks very quickly.
0: Absolutely. So I don't I don't think I don't think they're gonna be great. I don't think they're gonna be.
1: I mean, look, terrible, it's, terrible. They're to sum it be. up, I won't be watching their league pass games. I will no. be, I'll be happy to just say, look, we know where they're gonna fall. Not expecting massive things from the Cleveland Cavaliers. No. I'd ex- I'd like to expect big things from Garland and Sexton, yeah. Not, um, not, what's his name? Okoro, obviously, because yeah. it's his first year. But I think yeah, I think we can expect what we we expect bigger things from those two guards.
0: Cleveland's like a team you absolutely expect what you you think. You know, they're not going to be great, they're not going to be bad. They're just going to be a weird finicky team. Okay, our second last team in the central is the, the Pistons. I think the Pistons is one of the most interesting teams in the league, you know, not just because I'm a fan of them, but they've done some weird signings, but they've done some good moves in the draft, you know, the additions in the draft they had was Killian Hayes, they had Isaiah Stewart and Sadiq Bey. I think they were all pretty good pickups, you know, they kind of all had positions at that time, they all had that positions on the time, no, sorry, they all had positions that they needed to fill at that time, free agency, they obviously did some perplexing moves, but Killian Hayes has looked like he's been pretty good. You know, he's learning off D-Rose. Definitely.
1: I think, I mean, there's a good little guard there to learn off, I know, that I think D-Rose will be traded at the deadline, probably. Let's let's hope so. However, I think for now, it's a good little spot for him, not for D-Rose, but for Killian Hayes. It's a good spot for him to learn off a, a very experienced guard in the league. And like you said, apart from that, apart from their draftees, some very perplexing signings. Yeah, signing
0: both Jalil and Miles Plumley to different contracts. The Miles Plumley one was a weird one because why are you signing him for three years, twenty five? You're kind of locking yourself up the cap there, and then you also sign Jeremy Grant, who I think is a good signing, but not for 20 mil a year.
1: And I think, I think Blake is just in again. He's a no man's land, man. Eh? At the moment, here he is in in a graveyard team and. Unfortunately, you have got Seiku Dumbuya, who is a power forward, who's going to be coming into that spot. You've yeah. got Jeremy Grant, who probably has to play the three now. Yeah, You're they'll, have all these guys they'll, they'll play just, him at the three. They've yeah. got an abundance of bigs, and look, yeah, I don't know where they go. You know, Isaiah Stewart, big.
0: Oh, I'll tell you where they go. They go bad.
1: Yeah, they, they have to. They don't go great. They have oh, look, to go I think bad. they'll be competitive. I, I, don't get me wrong. I, I still think they're going to be somewhat competitive. I don't think they'll be as terrible as a Cleveland. Based Not. on the fact that they still have kind of you know some stars on their, on well, their if, roster. if
0: they if they don't trade anyone they'll be a competitive team they will definitely definitely won't make the play no
1: I think look, I think they sit between the 10 and the 13th seed
0: yeah and I think for them they have to have a direction is it do we try to push for the playoffs or do we try to do we really let's tear this down and let's go full full rebuild because I kind of think they're seeing yeah we'll rebuild but if we can win we'll kind of you know try to get into that playing seed rebuild, punt him off, try to get as many picks as you can for him, get a couple young players, get a couple of flyers you can do. But for me, I think you gotta, you gotta do it. And you know, they've taken a couple flyers on Jalil, you know, he's kind of starting to, you know, go into that category. Where is he ever going to be in the NBA? He might, you know, four or five years time, could he be going for the NBA? You know, same with Josh Jackson, you know, he hasn't been doing anything really in the NBA. He was a fourth pick for the Suns, that was kind of a bust for them. And then he's gone to the Grizzlies, played G League for a bit. And then now he's at the Pistons. We'll see what he does there at the Pistons. But, you know, I think they're, they're kind of a team that they're treading in weird, weird waters right now. Murky waters. And I'm not I'm not a fan. I really want to see what they yeah, do. Yeah,
1: like you said, murky waters is the perfect way to desc- describe a couple of teams. You know, we talk about Cleveland. We talk about Knicks. We talk about Detroit. There's probably a couple of Western Conference teams that we'll touch on eventually. But there are a couple of teams out there that are in murky waters. And if they don't sort their crap out now, they're going to end up in some in a, in a deep hole that they just can't buy themselves out of.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We'll move on to our last team in the Central, which is the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, they've had a pretty different off-season. I mean, their additions were Drew Holiday in the big draft, in the big trade they did to the start to kick off the trade season. They added him. They added Bobby Portis they added uh DJ Augustine from the from the buck from the from the magic
1: good little pickup.
0: yeah uh, he got paid pretty well 3 is 21 mil i mean i'm very perplexed why they signed him to that much it's a good signing he's not a bad player he'll give a little bit of he'll give a little bit of you know leeway off of oh who was their point guard now
1: george hill when it was there no oh, they're their point who the, the bucks yeah oh it's now drew holiday
0: Drew Holiday, yeah. No, so they'll give it. It was a,
1: George Hill and Eric Bledsoe. That's fair. now, but now they've traded.
0: Yeah, it's very interesting to see what they'll do there. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, Giannis is kind of like a point like that. He'll bring the ball up in certain times and they'll just play. But you know, I'm very interested to see what they do there. Their deletions were Robin Lopez, or they're their, sorry, their subtractions were Robin Lu, Lopez. They lost. How else did they lose? They lost.
1: They lost George Hill, or George they traded George they, Hill. They traded,
0: traded Eric Hill. Bledsoe. Trade Eric Bledsoe. So they, so, a yeah. bit of a bit of a bit of up and down and a bit of different movement, but you know I think that they'll still be, you know, a top three seed in the East. Yeah, you know.
1: yeah, definitely. I think um, oh, they're always gonna be competitive. No wonder no, as long as they've got Giannis, I think they're gonna be competitive no matter what. And do I think Drew Holiday's upgrade one hundred percent? Yeah, absolutely. Just, they're definitely gonna be more. It'd be interesting to see. They're gonna be how it factors in with Drew as a better scorer, so. Adding him with Chris Middleton, will they take that next step? Probably not. However, it's 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 still a step up. They, they for me they get a B plus. Not a not nowhere near an A. Yeah. I think if they had pulled off that Bogdan, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Bogdanovic I would have gave them an A plus.
0: Yeah, because that would have been but, surrounding him with just straight up shooters. But yeah. in saying that, you would have lost Dante DiVincenzo. Yeah, you would So who wouldn't I wouldn't have who I wouldn't, wouldn't be just throwing away right now. I think, I think he's, he's gonna really be a good, good player.
1: And I think look, Bobby Porters has been looking good. I think don't, don't count him out. I think he's a good little big to keep an eye on.
0: Yeah, he's, he's an insurance... He's a flyer. I he's mean, he could be great, could be worse.
1: a role player for their bench. DJ Augustine, always consistent.
0: Yeah, always consistent player.
1: Good vet in the league now. But yeah, they've got they've some good pickups, and look, it would be interesting to see where they go, but I think they're in the right spot. They're gonna, always going to be competitive. I'll give them the top three seed, and we'll see how it goes. But yeah, yeah we'll see how it goes. I think, look, they're, uh, we don't... I didn't like the Bucks of last year. No, I didn't I like them at look, all. I, I like it better this year. Than yeah, I don't it. like it, but I like it more. I don't, yeah. Like it
0: make, if that makes it in perfect sense. I like it, I, I don't like more. it, but I like it more. Yeah, it's not a great team. I still don't think they'll make the finals. No. But they're still a team that's yeah. going to be competitive, and they're, you can't take your eye off
1: them. Like, don't get me wrong, they're still overrated as hell. But, Absolutely overrated. But it, we, comes, hey, we were,
0: we were one of the first people to say they're overrated. No one listened.
1: But at the end of the day, it comes down to, like, yeah, like they get Drew Holiday, it's, a, it's I'll give it to them. Good job. Good on you. Way to pull it off and get a better better point guard, probably your second star.
0: Or a more suitable point guard for Giannis. For Yarnis,
1: yeah. Well you need a scoring guard who
0: not in a, saying that he's no frills, so just get the job done. He's a great defender.
1: Good defender too. And
0: Bledsoe's kind of he gets up he goes up and down, you know. Can he is, is he really that good? Yeah. Like is he really that not good? Not now, yeah. You know, is he really your point guard on a championship-winning team? I don't think so.
1: No. But, yes, I'll give him a B-plus for their for their off-season. Yeah, not a Not bad off terrible season. and not great. Just in the middle.
0: <clears throat> obviously obviously a top-three seed still. Yeah. We'll well, as
1: long as you've got Giannis on your team, I believe that you're going to be a top-three seed.
0: Absolutely. We'll move on to the southeast. A couple of teams here. A couple of interesting teams, actually. But first off, we'll talk about probably one of the less interesting teams in the league, which is Orlando. They didn't really do a lot of deletions, but they added Kyle Anthony through the draft. Yeah, I think guard.
1: that I think that that draft was draft was a good little pick based on the insurance factor of Markel Fultz.
0: Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not a bad. However, pick.
1: I'll give it to him. He's looking good. Fultz is looking good in preseason.
0: Markel's looking alright. I think he, he's kind of getting back into that health that health which is what he really needs. And he's, he's he's got Steve Clifford there who's given him a lot of a lot of trust. You know. And I think for certain young players that have been, you know, in tough sort of positions, like he's been one of the toughest positions I've ever seen for a number one pick. I mean, it's kind of good to have, you know, a coach that really has faith and trust and believe in you. Yeah, definitely. That, that Cole Anthony, he could be just a really good sixth man, come off the bench, a lot of energy spark. Yeah, definitely. You know, like because that's think, what he could do for you.
1: Oh, you're right. They, they didn't add anyone amazing. No. And they're, they're more of a team like a Chicago or like a Cleveland where they didn't add people. No. They drafted... The right person. Yeah, I don't think they drafted terrible. I think they drafted the right person. Yeah, they definitely they, did. Cole Anthony could be a very good scorer in the league.
0: He was the best player available, and they took it.
1: And exactly, I think they did the right job there. And I'm, I can't give him anything more than a C plus. Like, yeah, if,
0: they added Dwayne Bacon, but like that's I not think, really anything.
1: No, I think, I think all those teams we talked about before. You can't give them more than a C plus.
0: No, you can't because they're just they they're didn't go
1: anywhere. They didn't add anything, but they drafted right, so they've got potential. They, it gives them potential.
0: Like you look at the East is like six, six, seven teams deep, and like the West is like 12, 13. Yeah, there's a, it's completely different. Over so in, it's completely in the West. different. That's why all these teams are like. That's why people are like oh the East is alright. It's really not because you got all these teams that. Are in no man's land, you know, they're in what position yeah. are they really in?
1: There's a lot. There's a lot of teams in this league that are in no man's land, and like we said, if <laughs> yes. they don't do anything about it, it's
0: gonna be murky. It's gonna it's, be. It's gonna be different. I think that like, they 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 they'll be in the play-in tournament. They'll be they'll fall from seven to ten. Yeah,
1: I, I think they fall from eight to ten for me. Yeah. But I think yeah, they'll be in the playing just based on the fact that they still have vets and voots in yeah. Vooch, Vooch, Vooch is a good player still. Gordon's gonna be there no matter what. He'll give you your numbers, and I think you still got Fultz who's. A flyer and they got Fournier as well. So Yeah, they have some decent you've players. You've got you've got decent players who'll get you your, your tenth or your ninth seed, you're playing in the tournament, but apart from that, I don't think you're looking anything crazy.
0: Absolutely right. We'll move on to one of the more interesting teams in the in the NBA, I think, which is the Washington Wizards. You know, they're they're really interesting right now. They've done the big trade. They've traded John Wall for Russ. We we talked about that earlier in our, yes, in our, yes, yes. In our podcast two weeks ago. It's actually interesting to see because I think he's getting perceived pretty well in Washington.
1: Yeah, look, I was a, I actually think for me personally, Washington win that trade. Yeah. Based on the fact that I really, really, I've always loved Westbrook as a player. Do I think he'll ever win a championship? Probably not. But does he help that Wizards team? Yep. And like, do I think he's a probably better, probably a better fit with Beal? I, I do think that those two are going to have a really good combo. But I think the team that he has around him. And not just that, the familiar, familiarity going back with Scott Scotty Brooks, Brooks is going to just put him almost back at you know back at ease. with. He's not going into a new system. He knows what Scotty Brooks runs. He knows it. what kind of coach he's like.
0: Well, he's not going to a place where it's just brand new for him. No, exactly. You're because when wrong. he went to Houston, he had Harden there. I mean,
1: Bradley Beal came off one of the best seasons he's had of his career last year. Yeah, and absolutely. I think those two will work well together. I think, obviously, John Wall and Bradley Beal never saw eye to eye. I think... There was a couple hiccups in the road for those two, you know. They all tried to pick, like you know, paint it that there was, you know, the, the best buds and stuff like that. But there was hiccups later in the in their careers, and I think yeah. it, they just ended up, you know, just didn't work as well as we saw earlier in their in their careers on the court.
0: Yeah, but I still think like just because you, you don't have to be best mates of players, you know, like you, you have to be you have to be amicable towards them. But I still think that they. They weren't a bad pairing. Now, they are better. I think John Wall's also better in Houston, too.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think he's better in Houston. Look, I don't think... We'll get obviously touched on the Rockers. Well. I don't think Harden will be there with with no, Wall, but... We'll talk about that. That's late. That's another thing to talk about. But, yeah, no, I think... And they also drafted right. They arguably took one of the dark horses in this rookie yeah, they did. draft as one of the most NBA-ready players Yeah, Danny Evita.
0: Danny Evita, we're talking about. For a about. small
1: forward, Danny Evita, Advia, Advia, from Maccabi Tel Aviv. Now he didn't play that many minutes, but he played, I think, ninety-five, or I think over a hundred professional. We're talking professional Euro League games. Yeah. For Maccabi Tel Aviv. Now he averaged, I think, probably about eleven points a game. But, you know, coming across and having that, or that professional, kind of, you know, backing well, behind. You look him, at it.
0: You look at it. Luca only averaged twenty points in the in the, the Euro League. And now he's averaging like 25, 30 in the NBA. Yeah,
1: exactly. I think, look, I think, yeah, obviously when you're in the EuroLeague, it's more of a team game. So you're, you're really playing in good well, they systems play, they, over They, there. they play and, actual basketball, teams. Yeah, team exactly. Basketball. We always say the EuroLeague's better to watch. But Danny Advia, Advia coming over, I think he's going to be really good to watch. He has... I watched him the other day. He had 15 points in his first game with the with the Wizards against the Nets yesterday. And he just... The, you could tell on the court, especially with these different rookies, Advia took control. Yeah, he there did. was times where he was backing these players down in the post and just went to work. And yeah. I was like, you know, you don't see that often with guys their size. They're just trying to fit in and, and get used to an acclimate. He just came in and his shot, mind you, looked really, really nice. It reminds me a lot of uh, Danilo Gallinari, actually, yeah, I think that's a 6'10". Pl-
0: I think that's a player comp he'll be like...
1: Yeah. I'd look, don't get me wrong. I I obviously think there's another player that'll win the with the rookie race. But if there's any dark horses out there, I think he can definitely be up there in that top three category. And the Wizards
0: will be competitive. They'll be. They'll be. Up, I think they'll be. They'll be, yeah. they'll be. They'll be in. They'll be in the playoffs. I
1: reckon they sit between seven and seven and ten, but they're really, definitely it, in the playoffs. They could they, even push for the sixth seed to me.
0: They could push for the six if they add another couple of good players. I mean, through trade deadline and you know the waiver market, they could be in, you know a dark horse because, geez, I don't know. I. I I don't know. I I like him over Milwaukee. No, look. I don't look, know. Maybe. When you I add, don't know. When you
1: add someone of a pers- personality like Westbrook and you combine the, the career year that Bradley Beal had, there's always potential. Yeah, we see it this year this league ain't built on trios anymore. It's built, no, it's on, built duos.
0: on duos, and that's a pretty good duo. And
1: that is a dynamic duo. You
0: know, you know? Now yeah. to sure, Bradley Beal should be an all star. Yeah. He should have been last year. But he'll definitely, yeah, be, definitely be. I a think big. he'll definitely be an all star. I still think they got they got you know they got some good young players And Rue Hachimura. Oh, you know, don't get me wrong, Rue Hachimura. He's he's a, he looked a, good. He's a good player. You know, like they've got, they got they've got Mo got Wagner potential. who's coming through. They've got potential, mate. They've got some good players. Maybe they flip a Womack... Uh, uh, a Mo Wagner for maybe an, another backup wing or a guard, yeah. but you know they've got some good pieces. No, they them.
1: did. Like they, were, they, were, it was. I was actually pretty happy when I heard about that trade. Yeah, um, it's a good trade, and I think it was a win-win for both. I don't think there was. You can't take any winners or losers. But if no. I was to give the edge to anyone, I'd probably give the edge to Wizards only based on the fact that they weren't in the playoffs last year. They've had a rocky road for the last couple of years with with uh, with Wall's injuries, yeah. and I think it's just going to push them into that playoff spot. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I'll give the edge to the the Wizards in that trade, but I think don't go get me wrong, the Rockets are still the Rockets, but that's just a different situation over there.
0: So they'll fall in that six to ten. said you reckon?
1: Yeah, I, I, anywhere from six to ten. It just yeah. depends on the consistency and the health of Westbrook. Absolutely. And like you said, can they pick up any veteran players over this period? Because don't forget. We talk about it. We haven't even touched on it, but coronavirus is a big impact this year. Yeah, and big. I believe they're trying to get this thing. The you know Adam Silver is trying to get the rosters pushed out to I think it was 17. seventeen, which which you know they they tried to do that in the bubble. They actually got a couple extra spots there because of the COVID. But it's going to happen. People are going to players going to pick it up. Yeah, so but happen. and this is where these veteran players can just sit and get ready and sign a contract and. Come on and
0: play. Yeah, because it's, it happens if you get it, you can't be at the like the place for 10 days. And after 10 days, you have to do working out by yourself and all that. So say like a Russell Westbrook gets it for 10 days, you know, in a key period, or Bradley Beal gets it a key period of your time, that could push you from a playoff seed to maybe not even in the playoffs anymore. You're not wrong at all. So we'll move on. We'll move on to our second last team in the East, which is the Atlanta Hawks. I think they've been probably one of the most smartest teams in the NBA. One of the smarter teams yeah, in the NBA. Look, I, I, they picked up I, some good players.
1: I don't think they get the recognition they need for this free agency. I think, obviously, when you got the Lakers, that what they did. usually when a championship team wins, they don't usually touch the roster. but And those, get better. And get better, but these guys have. And obviously, they've taken the limelight out of, of other teams in this free agency. And get me, don't get me wrong, but Atlanta coming in in a smoky either third or second in this free agency winners kind yeah, of teams. absolutely. Man, picking up the signing of Rondo. Yep, and massive. the pickup of oh, the drafting. Again, we talk about teams drafting, right? Man, a Kongwu. Great draft. Oh, great player. Great draft. Great and player. We talk about, you know, his defensive game reminds me of Bam. A lot yeah. of comparisons are out there by all the analysts out there talking and looking at him like Bam and stuff like that. Him coming off the bench, you still got Cam Reddish, Kevin Herder, but then you go out and sign
0: DeAndre Hunter too.
1: DeAndre, yeah, you got DeAndre Hunter, but then you go out and sign proven vets like Danilo Gallinari, who can hit a three, who had a really good year with OKC, and then you go out and sign and steal Bogdan Bogdanovic. Yeah, and to give what Trey needed was vets, yeah, proven players in the league and to shooters. help him shooters and shooters, yeah, they got- proven players to get him in into a good spot for success. And they've done that. I think I'm actually excited.
0: I'm telling you, Atlanta in two, three years' time, because they're only going to get better, and like, even though Rondo's on a one- or two-year deal, same with Gallinari and Bogdan, I think, mean they'll be, they'll be a top-four seed yeah. in the East soon.
1: Look, I don't know where John Collins sits because... He'll start.
0: I think he'll start. And I think they'll bring Daniel off the bench. I, that was a report Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But I just think... There's it was actually a funny thing I was... He's less efficient at the four than he is at the five. He's more yeah, efficient like, playing the five...
0: But that's what you can say that with AD. He's more efficient. And he's a better player at the five, so, but he's not going to play the five.
1: But what they—the only problem with what Atlanta do is they sit him in the corner too much. Yeah. And having a rim runner and a and what, what the reason Collins had some success early in the year last year was and the year before was because he didn't have a center who just sat in the paint. Yeah, absolutely. They had a center. He was the center. He was the center yeah. that could fly around the perimeter. Go for those lobs and also shoot the ball. Now they have Capella. It'll be interesting. I'm not saying there's not a bad thing. No. It's just gonna be intriguing to see how he fits in because I don't want him to sit in the corner. He's actually a really good player. He's actually really good to watch. And I think he's, you know, got a lot of talent in this league. But yeah, absolutely I don't yeah, having a center that takes up a lot of rebounding, a lot of a lot of the paint. It's just going to be interesting to see where he fits, and I think Capella is perfect for Trey Young. Don't get me wrong; well, I've i don't. seen them play I think it's really good. I for think Trae he's on. the perfect fit, perfect center. He needs a rim-running center, and pushing Collins to the four was a good option. But we just need to see him play alongside a dominant big, Absolutely. which we haven't seen yet.
0: If they stay healthy, where do you see they go?
1: I I have them in the playoffs. I'll have them sitting in between six to ten.
0: Yeah, I think that I think they'll get. So they've gone from like 14th or thirteenth. Wait, did they come last?
1: last they didn't week? come last. I think pretty sure Cleveland or Knicks came last.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was Cleveland, sorry. Yeah, so they've come they've come from that. I think they'll definitely make the playoffs. I could see them maybe getting the sixth seed because I think that they'll be a really fun, exciting team. Yeah. Danilo well, Garnaro is that big thing where now he's going to be coming off the bench. He'll just be a six man that scores and shoots the piss out of it.
1: Well, that's the thing. With this East, like we said, there's a lot of teams sitting in this little middle part of the playoffs here. Yeah. Six to eight five to eight, sorry, that can fall anywhere, but five to 10, we don't really know where they're going to sit. And it's going to be interesting to see, but yeah, like you said, we talk about like top three teams that won in the East, like as a, sorry, uh, top three teams that won free agency. I hear them as a smoky second, maybe smoky, you know, smoky second, if not third. Yeah, you know, We obviously know the Lakers won the free agency, uh, you know, this year, but if it wasn't for them, we'd be talking about Atlanta more
0: absolutely we would be but
1: i'm excited to watch i was so excited and hyped to watch trey and the way he plays but he just needed those veterans around him to get him that success yeah absolutely you know and his turnovers will come down now which will be good oh yeah it'll be great playing with these guys are actually there, ready ready and in in the spots and you know you saw that he, he was a little bit too ahead of himself last year and it you know obviously if he can repeat the season he had last year well watch out
0: it was like a puppy dog when they just want to go out and they just want to run, but you kind of kind yeah. of got to pull them back at a certain you time. You had to pull them back. Now cause... you can just let him go and run.
1: Yeah. Well, now he's got the shooters to back him up. And look, they're going to be a hard team in the East. And it's, it's finally good to, you know, go out there and hopefully watch some success for the Hawks.
0: I think Atlanta's had one of the best rebuilds in the past five years because they've only been bad for two, three years. Yeah. You know, they haven't really been that bad. Once they picked up Trey Young, they kind of really set off. Yeah. So no, I'm really, really really interested to see what they do.
1: Really really happy to see them have some some good good signings.
0: Good signings, yeah. The last team in the east we'll talk about, which is my favourite team in the east, even though I don't go for them. That is Miami. Now Miami didn't really do a heap of additions deletions. They kind of retained a lot of their players. Yeah, they did. They retained a lot of their players. They re-signed Goran Dragic. They re-signed Myers Leonard, which is a pretty diff. That was a pretty dumb odd signing I thought for them. I thought it was an Tony, but they did add one of the better. I I think one of the better free agents in Avery Bradley. You know, he's yeah. going to be. He's going to be a gun for that. He's I think. Great. I think he's going
1: to come in and and fill that Jay Crowder role, obviously in a different position. But yes, absolutely. Jay Crowder was a dog, a hustler, and a three and D player on the defensive end. I think when you lose Jay Crowder, you need to bring someone in that fills that role and Avery Bradley is going to do that. But you know what? They lost Jay Crowder, who's a four-man. Yeah, you, that's the only a, That's
0: the only bad thing that they, they did. They lost
1: him, but you know what? They went out there and got another three and D four-man. Go get Mo Harkless. Not a bad pickup <sighs> he at can all. Do,
0: he can probably do the same. I think Jay Crowder's a bit more... I think Jay rit- Crowder has a bit more a proven shooter. Yeah, a bit more proven, but I still really like what they've done.
1: But I think, like you said, we talk about... There's teams that haven't done much, but when the success of the Heat don't want to touch it
0: no you don't why would you touch it
1: you know there's these rumors swirling at the moment that they've made you know Hero is not untouchable crazy for me um and that harden could be you know that could be a destination for harden and stuff like that but for me i think the success you had last year you got to the bloody finals
0: you've got to the finals i touch it and i didn't knew. i thought yeah they might make the playoffs they made the finals mate they're going to be one of the best teams They'll, they'll, they won't be the greatest regular season team because, you know, they'll just chill and take their time. But they have probably the top, the second best coach in the league right now in Eric Spolstra. He'll find a way to work out what he needs. You know, if Duncan Robinson's got a year, he's got another year under his belt, he'll be better. Tyler Hero will be better. A lot of people think he's very overrated. I think he's going to be really good. I think he's going to be a really good player in the NBA. I just think that they have so much pieces now. I mean, the only bad thing, yeah, you lost Drake Crowder, but in saying that, you did pick up Mo Harkless, and it was cheaper, so that's probably why they did it. They'll probably trade Myers Leonard, I reckon, during the season. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not angry about that. Kelly O'Linick, sorry, he'll probably get more minutes now, probably at the four. But, you know, I, I still think that they're a great team. I would still have them right now as the second best team in the East.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I definitely have them up there, and then you can't count them out. And the only reason I'd ever say that I have them as top three—don't get me wrong—but you know, you could, you could, they could go from top two to fourth or fourth seed. You know, they, they, yeah, they like won't said, they won't come first or second. They're not the greatest regular season team, but you have to watch out for them in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, they won't be a top two seed in like, the in the know, play, like in the regular you've season.
1: You got your Brooklyn, you have your your Philly, you have all these teams that are going to be really good in the, the regular walkie. season, but the teams that are smoky in the bloody playoffs are your Miami's who just get down and dirty they don't care about home court advantage and they just go out there and they fight yeah I
0: think though that, that they are probably it's hard to flip it a flip of hat between flip of the coin between them and Brooklyn but I still think they'll be in the Eastern Conference finals
1: yeah definitely I think it'll be Brooklyn and Heat
0: yeah I really like them I still I still think they're going to be great and then if Ben Adebayo gets any better watch out because he's going to be a weapon
1: <laughs> hey he adds a jump shot like obviously he's got obviously he's mid-range but he adds that jump shot further that's when he's gonna come. that's when the heat will become unstoppable.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's gonna to be today's episode, guys. We're gonna break it up into two parts, the East and the West. Next episode we'll be talking about all our West play all our West teams like we did this past podcast. We'll also get into our award races for the year. So thank you for listening. Have a good day. And we're also on Spotify, breaker and all those good things. Take care.